Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We have a lot to cover today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than Sharon Reed, host, commentator, and HQ superstar. Should be a fascinating breakdown. First story of the day, Tucker Carlson, little Tuck Tuck, is upset because White men cannot get a fair shake in the United States of America. As a matter of fact, he all of a sudden believes in diversity because Biden is not appointing enough white men to the federal bench. Here it is. The point of diversity, equity, and inclusion, as you often heard, is to wind up with a leadership class that, quote, looks like America. Now, we think you should hire on the basis of merit, but that's kind of an appealing idea. The people who run the country should look like the country. <laughs> but that's not what it's about at all, because no administration has ever looked less like America just by the numbers than the Biden administration. It's not about making the administration look like America. It's about discriminating against certain classes of people who don't vote for them, period. And now it's provable. Jeremy Carl at the Claremont Institute just ran the numbers, and this is in the ju judiciary. He found that out of 97 federal judges confirmed under Joe Biden, total number of white men, five. 22 are black women. So this is race-based hiring. It's illegal, but it's also not about looking like America. It's about punishing people. And it's also incidentally, or maybe not incidentally, producing nominees for federal judgeships who know nothing about the Constitution, like this person. Judge on the far end. Uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. <laughs> she doesn't know what's in the Constitution, but she's going to be a federal judge whose job it is to interpret the law against the Constitution. Okay. So degrading. Yeah, Tucker, like the brilliant white men that you all hire, like this guy. Our canine, as they call, I call it a dog, a beautiful dog, a talented dog, was injured and brought back. But uh, we had no soldier injured. And they did a lot of shooting and they did a lot of blasting, even not going through the front door. You know, you think you go through the door. If you're a normal person, you. Say, knock, knock, may I come in? It was a beautiful dog, a talented dog. He was hired to be president of the, of the United States of America with the endorsement and support of Tucker Carlson. Let's be very clear about the numbers here, little Tuck Tuck, since you have a problem adding. Please understand, sir. That the vast majority of current federal judges are white men. It has been that way for decades, obviously, since the beginning of America. Now, the reality is there's a disconnect between diversity and the reality of leadership in our justice systems all across the country. So while you point to the Biden administration for 
trying to be thoughtful about appointments. Keep in mind your own bias here, Tucker. When you said that this is race-based hiring, that means you have assumed the individuals who are not white are only there because of their skin color. That is your bias and privilege showing. Tucker, the only person who has a job because of skin color is you. You have been failing since day one. All of your failed jobs before you got to Fox race baiting news are evident for the public to see. So let's go over the numbers. After Biden nominated Tanji Brown Jackson, who is a Supreme Court justice now, last year, What's the nomination? Carlson demanded to see her LSAT scores. Remember that? Jackson has since been confirmed and is the first black woman to serve on the court. Americans in a democracy have a right to know, he said. As Mediaite pointed out then, notably, there appears to be no record of Tuck Tuck publicly demanding to see the LSAT scores of other recent Supreme Court nominees. Here's something else that Tucker Carlson is probably unaware of. The LSAT is not required for law school. No, the bar does not require the LSAT. It requires some form of standardized testing, not just the LSAT. What standardized test, sir, did you take? in order to obtain your degree, none. What standardized test did you take in order to get your job at Fox News? None, there's more. Let's talk about diversity, 2020 analysis. Here's the truth, Trump appointed judges were 85% white, 76% men, the least diverse group of federal judges since Ronald Reagan. This bucks a 30 year historical trend of increasing diversity on the bench. The research shows using data from the Federal Judicial Center, we collected demographic information on all lower court judges and their predecessors dating back to the Carter administration according to the conversation. Great, great site there. All right, real simple, Tucker has no problem. When the issue is too many white men, none, not an issue with that whatsoever. Let's be very clear about the dynamics at play. Black men typically have a mandate to succeed while white men have permission to fail. This is the reality of right now politics, right now business, and right now educational social normality systems. All of this comes down to what? Bias. Bias. You see, Tucker Carlson has no problem as long as white men are the dominant class in America. He only cares about diversity when it seems as if the trend is stopping. Let's pray it is stopping. Let's hope that equity, inclusion, diversity becomes a true reality in this nation. Please remember, for those who are accustomed to privilege, equality looks like oppression. Sharing thoughts here.
I apologize, Dr. Richie. I got lost in what really was a beautiful sermon from you. Uh, Once again, surprise, surprise, I agree wholeheartedly. And I'll say this, that Tucker Carlson has made millions of dollars. I haven't looked up his net worth. He's made millions of dollars off of this really simple formula. It's, it's really something of a child's play, except for the race baiting and the nastiness and the dirt that he spews. It's child's play. And I think that it's time for people to recognize exactly where it's coming from. And I didn't hear him say a word when Donald Trump and the administration was nominating people who weren't even qualified. Some people to the bench, district court, some of them. Others, I believe, the federal court, one said that they'd never even tried a case, never argued a motion, never even took a deposition. I didn't hear Tuck Tuck, I think is what you nicknamed him, Dr. Ritchie, say a word about those people. So it's really sad. He's made enough money off of hurting and insulting people. It's time for him to go to bed and take a nap. Yeah, we shall see, but I agree. All right, yeah, a teacher has been caught according to the report. How can I say, pleasuring himself at the school with children watching. Obviously, I'm not going to show the video, but I will show the screenshot. Here it is, it's all I can show, despicable. Let's keep the picture up, Jonesboro High School. This is in the state of Georgia. A teacher is now under investigation after video appears to show him partially nude in an empty classroom last Friday, touching himself, okay? Touching himself. The student who captured the video says what we see Jonesboro crying laughing emoji, bro was mm, in the class. What the hell, crying laughing emoji, the student suggesting the teacher was touching himself. The Clayton County School District has the video and released the following statement. Clayton County Public School is aware of an alleged incident involving inappropriate behavior by an educator. District leaders are investigating this matter and will determine appropriate actions as well as all details learned. As this is an active investigation, the district will not offer any additional comments. Well, you know who will offer additional comments? People like this, it's called a parent. Concerned parent of three, Letitia Bob was stunned when seeing the video, discovering it on her daughter's Instagram Monday morning. Immediately questioning her daughter about it, Ms. Boggs said her child told her the video was recorded during the lunch hour. Through a classroom door window, the child said several students witnessed the alleged act. And then to hear not only that my girls were actually there at that time that it happened, Boggs said, They were actually witnessing it as it happened. Now, naturally, the person should be arrested immediately for actions viewed by those children and doing what he did. Renee Robinson, Ms. Robinson, another parent, 
said, videos don't lie. I agree with you, madam. You see him on the camera. You know it's this teacher. There's no way that this child can go back to school and see the same person. Makes sense to me. Parents are upset that school officials did not immediately notify them about the alleged incident and said their children told them the teacher was at the school Monday. Now, I'm going to say something for full transparency here. I know the good people in the Clayton County school system. I know members of the board for the school system. I have spoken at many graduations inside of the Clayton County school system. During that time, the superintendent was a man named Dr. Beasley. Dr. Beasley is no longer there. Here's your interim. I don't know you, Dr. Anthony W. Smith. I would like to know you one day in a more positive manner. Today, we're going to get real familiar in a different way. You know good and damn well that teacher should be arrested right now. You know good and damn well this teacher likely did not do this for the first time. Let's be 100. Leadership has to be precise, especially as it relates to children. You're teaching them without teaching them. Let's put his picture back up. Fox 5 reached out to school officials for comments and confirmation about the teacher being there on Monday. But no response as to the confirmation. Sometimes no answer is the answer. It's a damn shame. All right, Sharon, horrible. Well, it's horrible and I am taken aback because I had not seen any footage. I'm seeing it here on Indisputable for the first time, Dr. Ritchie. And in my mind, I did not think I would see a partially clad, I guess, man. And I couldn't agree with you more. See, the, the problem these schools get into, Dr. Ritchie, is that they try to handle things loosely and wrongly instead of just calling the police. Mm-hmm. This is a police matter. Period. If you did what he did on the outside of those school doors before the bell, after the bell, it's a police matter. Period. Yeah. If I was the principal, I would have locked his ass up myself. Yeah. I would have drove him to the sheriff's office. Okay. We have an update exclusive. Remember the bully teacher? who called his students fat, who told them uh, things about their own bodies that he knew more than they did. Dropped the F-bomb, was really rude, talked about his own mom and daddy. Well, we got more information about that guy. Let me take you back to the video, here it is. Society is trying to make you as soft as possible so that everybody feels good about themselves. Like if you're fat, whose fault is that? Yours. And I'll tell you that straight up. That's because of the things you put in your in your mouth. That anybody forced it down your throat. But everybody wants to everybody wants to be body positive. Let's 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 celebrate fat people. Why? They just die because they're fat. <laughs> yeah, y'all laugh. This is the truth. 
Again, don't care. You're fat. It can be genetic. That's that's a excuse. It can be genetic. Yeah. Guess what? My entire family's fat. I'm not. I'm one of the most in shape people around here. I do marathons. All my parents are fat. My parents are fat. My so is my brother. That's not genetic. Excuse. That's okay. That's fine. That's the mindset y'all have. Let's find an excuse. It's somebody else's fault. It's always somebody else's fault. I couldn't get to class, coach. Whatever. It's somebody else's fault. It's not your fault. Take responsibility for yourself. Okay? No one cares, especially when you come to my class. And y'all probably should understand that by now. We're, we're almost 20 weeks into school. Some of y'all still don't understand how it operates. Some of y'all still don't understand if you just turn your work in, you'll pass this class. Okay? You just The people who do, you're like, yeah, it's easy. I don't see how you're failing. But, I mean, there's over 50% of this class has failed. That's all it is. And that frustrates me as a person because I just feel like I'm wasting my time talking to a bunch of idiots who don't give that's frustrating as a teacher. I wish I could be in my position. Never got heads up now because Coach Dippy's throwing the F bomb out everywhere. Oh, sir, you are going to be responsible. Yes, you are going to be responsible today. So you call your students idiots. You drop the F bomb, in other words, derogatory terminology, you're unprofessional. You speak down to them rather than speaking up. Over 50% of your class is failing because you are. Your pedagogy is lacking because you cannot inspire education. You see, education is not about what you teach. Education is about what you connect. And if you do not have the ability to connect to those in front of you, you are the wrong educator to be in front of them. That's how this works. Now, after airing our initial reporting, more parents and others have come out saying this guy is bad on that video, but he's actually worse in other scenarios. We have the information. Parents at the school are now speaking up about what they call an obvious pattern bullying. Here's more info. You're wasting your time more poorly. It's not really mine. I'm, 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 yeah, but I do appreciate those people. But you others clowns, dude. Y'all go f yourselves, honestly. <laughs> You're just wasting my time. You're wasting your time more poorly. It's not really mine. Mike Diffie is his name. Uh, let's put up the picture full mass here. So uh, Mr. Diffie is a Shreveport teacher. Uh, he's just keeping it real, right? That's what he's doing. This is a lecture he's giving. He's just keeping it real. Here is what parents posted on Facebook in the aftermath of the initial video. We have it right here. The Facebook user, Britanna Beard wrote, and I quote, my son said this is Coach Diffie. And he has always talked to them like that. I had no clue. This person also wrote, and I quote, I also found out he is the teacher that slammed my son into the wall. My son is telling me a lot now that he has graduated. A parent of the high school contacted indisputable. He verified for us his son is a current student, but requested anonymity for fear of retaliation against his son because his son is a current student. He alleges that Mr. Duffy used his position as coach and teacher to intimidate and harass players and students he dislikes. 
encouraging students to join in his bullying. Here's a quote from that parent. They're being intimidated and bullied by other students. These children are being manipulated by this teacher. Certain people will defend him and say they've heard worse, but it's wrong. The children are begging their parents not to identify them for fear this man or students he encourages will bully them. Mr. Diffie, you can't bully me, I'm a grown ass man. You walk around bullying children, yeah man, that's what they say. That's what I saw in the video, you're a tough guy. Hmm? Nobody should talk to anybody else's children that way. Now there are some people who will support you and say, well, he's He's just telling it like it is. The idea is to be effective, not offensive. Just because someone is offensive, it does not mean they are effective. And that's the reason we have professional conduct rules inside of school systems, because we have to be effective. We cannot destroy the notion of example to be offensive to students, to children, because we disagree with their behavior. They are immature children, they are growing into maturity. He's talking to his class as if they are at the bar together. There's more, he alleges uh, Mr. Duffy manipulates him, we already got that. The parent said his son was berated and vulgarity shouted at him on the field. And he was further humiliated in the classroom by Mr. Diffie himself. Marquel Senate, Director of Communications and Marketing, um, Cotto Parish Public Schools reached back out to Indisputable. Here's, here's an exact quote. Cotto Parish Public Schools takes all concerns that are expressed by students and parents seriously. When the initial video surfaced on Facebook, district staff took immediate action and launched an investigation. We will continue working with parents to ensure that every student has a safe learning environment and will respond to all complaints that are brought to our attention. State law prohibits us from commenting further on personnel matters. Uh, the district placed Mr. Diffie on administrative leave last week. Here is the school uh, superintendent, this is Dr. Lamar Gorey. Buck stops with you, sir. We expect leadership on this and leadership quickly. As it relates to the children who are under the leadership of this particular teacher, please understand the negatives that he reinforces. It is because of his own immaturity. And if there are individuals who are young and feel as if he's the cool kid in the class, just remember he's a grown man acting like a child. There's nothing cool about that whatsoever. All right, share thoughts here. So many, Dr. Ritchie. I've never seen a teacher, a coach, motivate less. You remember in the National Football League, Tom Coughlin, they said he was bullying the Giants players because he'd fine them. He'd say, if you're not five minutes early, then you're late. Okay, they said that was bullying. You're right, these are children, young minds. And real quick, Dr. Ritchie, pedagogy, I had to look it up. Miss. Mr. Diffie, Coach Diffie would too. <laughs> the art, science, or profession of teaching, pedagogy. Right. You taught us all something.
That's right. I really do hope that the institution does the right thing and provides clear leadership and becomes an advocate for students and not Mr. Diffie. All right, we got more on the other side is indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me read a few of these comments. Uh, Don't forget state of the union tonight, President Joe Biden will address the nation's biggest issues, hopefully in his annual state of the union address. TYT will be your number one source for progressive coverage and reactions to the speech. So make sure you tune in, Anna and Jank, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, tyt.com forward slash live and YouTube, all right? Let me read a few of these comments, kind of press for time. Text Dan says, try not to use the word merit, Tucker. It's not applicable in your case. There you go. Uh, Mo Fury, nobody gets naked in places where they aren't comfortable being naked. That creep has done this before. Not my circus dragon says, any teacher with 50% of their class failing is clearly the cause of that failure. Yes, I've been teaching a long time. I have never had such a scenario, all right? It's wild to even imagine that. All right, um, fascist killer says, Tucker Carlson is just like the Swanson food that he is going to inherit, all fake and full of filler. The only difference is the filler in him is the excrement <laughs> that he spews out. That's that's just, all right, that's funny though. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You wanna call the police on him for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? This Karen tried to cut my client in line at Target. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I want back up right here now. And back up. And this is all on video. I didn't do anything wrong. Exactly, because you thought you were gonna get in front of me. Exactly. Who are you talking to? You. You're not talking to me. I am trying to make a return here. Like. And that's exactly what I'm what doing. So why you think you're so entitled? You thought you were going to come and stand in front of me? And then I correct you about what you did. You thought you were going to come and get in my face. We're not I'm doing not that today. Face. You did get in my face. I and know. I got it on video. Stop playing Whatever. with me. Stop playing with me. Okay. I was here first. I came the correct way, like Whatever. all customers should. Just get done. She jumped. I'm not talking to you. She jumped in front of me. And this young lady knows she came from this way. And then she said, well, I have a return. Ma'am, I'm already standing right here. Just get it over with. Right. Wait, you made a big deal about it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You did. Now stop playing with me, for real. I can take over here. Last warning, lady. Really good. Last warning. $31.59. Okay. You need my card? Do you want it back on your debit card? You can give it to me in cash. Cash? Yeah. We're done. Can you reset that one? We got the right one today. Let's go ahead and dissect what happened here. You see, in the beginning of the video, you clearly see the Karen in question with her hand very close to the individual who proclaims she was breaking in line. And then immediately afterwards, the Karen in question says, I want the police here right now. Wait a minute. The police, you need a gun? Remember, when you call the police, you're calling a gun. What is the issue 
that has happened where a gun is required. Nothing, you're just being a Karen, okay? But more and more anti-Karens are emerging, ladies and gentlemen. The lady was having absolutely none of it. Well played. All right, Sharon, thoughts here. It's so typical, Dr. Ritchie, because the Karens have a playbook. They need to revise it. They (laughs) really do at this point. They start cackling, dancing crazy like the Sandman needs to drag them off stage. And then they start howling at the moon. And as soon as you call them a junkyard dog, (gasps) oh my goodness, you've offended them and you're in the wrong and they did everything right. It's pitiful at this point. And yes, she got the right one today. Yeah, I thought it was well played. All right. Listen, this should be the police officer of the year, not that guy, but the sheriff. Let's put the sheriff up first. The sheriff found out one of his deputies beat an inmate. Within hours, hours, the sheriff fired him, arrested him, and put the man in the same jail as he was a deputy just hours prior. Well played, and I'm happy to say I know the sheriff. All right, let me give you the background. Cobb County, Georgia, the sheriff, his name is Craig Mother Oliver, announced Monday that Deputy Jaquan Brown was fired and arrested after he beat up an inmate at the jail. Now, Deputy Brown is behind bars at the same jail he committed this alleged criminal assault. We will not tolerate abuse of power, the sheriff says. We will uphold laws equally and fairly, the sheriff says. Jail records show that Brown faces charges of battery, and violation of oath of office. Remember when I told you about that additional charge, that violation of oath of office? You know they're serious when they charge them with violation of oath. Why? Because that stops you from being a cop. You get convicted of that one, you can never be a cop again. When they do not charge with violation of oath, the fix is in. Remember that? That's the code. He was charged with violation of oath of office. Very fitting. Sheriff Owens said early Saturday morning, Brown beat up an inmate he was trying to get, who was trying to get to another part of the jail. The deputy recruit was moving the detaining, uh, the detained individual in an attempt to de-escalate the situation inside of the pod. He was causing a disturbance, Sheriff Owens said. An exchange of words began. And the end result was the deputy attacking the inmate. It was a clear violation of all of our training and protocols in our policies. Let me tell you why this is why this is so why this is so timely. What the sheriff witnessed was a crime against another human being. It does not matter that the person was temporarily incarcerated. He did not shed his humanity nor his rights. He has a right to due process. He has a right to be safe. 
he has a right to be protected inside of that jail. Those rights were violated. They were violated by another deputy. That deputy was working for a sheriff that did not play it. Remember, there was no one year, two year investigation. There was no, well, let's see what the um, the cop review board says. No, you know why? Because the sheriff is a constitutional authority. He's elected as a constitutional officer. He doesn't have those checks and balances. Some people don't like that, but in this case I do. He did not have to check with anybody. He can simply do the right thing because he knows it was the right thing to do. Let's put up a picture of the district attorney of Cobb County, all right? I like this brother as well. The sheriff said Brown had just finished training and was on a probationary period of employment at the jail before coming a full-fledged deputy. Owen said the victim who was in jail on drug trafficking charges had superficial injuries and was taken to the hospital as a precaution, all right? They did the right thing here. Now, we quickly reviewed the evidence. This is what the DA says. We quickly reviewed the evidence and presented it towards presented toward us and decided to relieve the recruit immediately of his job. He told news reporters following the beating and murder of Tyree Nichols in Memphis, Cobb's DA applauded the sheriff's office. He applauded this. You gotta understand, they're on the side of what? Justice. They're not on the side of the individuals temp, uh, t- temporarily incarcerated. They're just on the side of justice. That's it. You don't have to be on the side of a particular person to be on the side of justice. This is what it looks like. All right. Um, so he applauded the sheriff's office for moving so quickly on Brown's termination and arrest. How quickly was it? it well, it was hours, literally hours. That's it. We will hold law enforcement accountable. When they do wrong, said Flynn Brody Jr., the Cobb County DA. And you see that in the action of the sheriff, the quickness. Damn, one, two combo. Sheriff said, we won't tolerate corrupt law enforcement in this county. DA comes back, one, two combination. You're damn right, sheriff, because uh, now I got to prosecute somebody. Because we don't tolerate out of control lawmen in our county. This should be the example for everybody. This should be the example for everybody. Here are some guarantees. I guarantee you that sheriff will get reelected. I guarantee you that DA will get reelected. But why? Because they stood up for justice, which is always a stance for the community. Always, no exception. The rules should be the same. Sharon, thoughts here? I love it. And by the way, when you were clapping, Dr. Richie, I was off camera giving a standing ovation. And but what is really sad is you're right. They were simply upholding the law. You would have it apply to you. It would be applied to me. But I applaud these gentlemen. If I lived in Cobb County, I'd put their signs, re-election signs prominently in my yard. I love them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, naturally, both of them have my endorsement for re-election. All right. That'll do it. We have more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we have a lot of show. Let me remind you of the watch list, the watch list with the big homie Jared Jackson. We got a new time, live weekdays, 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Pacific. 
great show. JR shares his take on the stories you should pay attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. Subscribe to the show at youtube.com forward slash watch list TYT. A lot of commentary. I will read as many as I can, okay? Biden flavor corn pop says, can't get in line. Staff can't correct that, Karen. Yeah. All right, Lynn, wait, what? A sheriff held one of his officers accountable immediately. Nice to hear. Keep these stories coming. And it's happening because the public, one, is demanding it, and two, electing individuals who are willing to do it. Okay? That's why this is happening. All right. Uh, let's go to Dissident PM says, wow. Good news out of Cobb County, question mark. Must be a sign of the apocalypse. Whatever it may be, it is. All right. Okay. The police charged with fraud. Working at Whole Foods while supposedly working as a cop. I'll put the picture up for a mass here. It's a damn shame. Uh, Medgar Webster Sr. The former DC police union vice chairman was charged with felony fraud for allegedly working at Whole Foods while on duty for the Metropolitan Police Department. If convicted, Officer Webster could face fines and a penalty, 10 years in prison, roughly $25,000 in fines. Now, naturally, this is taxpayer money. If the individual who is sworn to protect and serve is not, that is a problem for the local community. But please understand, his position or former position as a union boss for the police means what? It means a whole lot of spin, a lot of cover up typically. And a lot of lies, usually, in the protection of police. So if he is aware of what cops get away with, why would he not think this is a privilege afforded to him? He's a union boss working at Whole Foods. All right, uh, from January 2021, here's your background, to April 2022, Officer Webster. Worked at three Whole Foods locations. According to an arrest affidavit, for more than a third of the time, Webster worked at Whole Foods, 485 hours total. He was also on shift for MPD, Metropolitan Police. During this time, MPD paid Webster $33,845, including $17,407 in overtime. The police department requires all members to submit administrative forms requesting authorization to work outside of the department. This is normative, pretty much every agency has something like this. During the course of the investigation, court documents say Webster confirmed he did not have authorization nor the required forms on file to work at the Whole Foods. Now that is just a policy violation, all right, but it gets deeper. Webster was investigated 
in April. Why? Allegations of sexual abuse at one of the Whole Foods locations. After which his police powers were suspended and he was put on what's called non-contact status. As the report says of April 2022, a person reported to the police that Officer Webster engaged in unwanted sexual contact with her at a Whole Foods market on H Street Southeast. Police classified the alleged incident as a misdemeanor sexual abuse. Wow. All right. Uh, once again, another person holding other people accountable, getting paid to do so, refuses to embrace accountability himself. That is the allegation here. That is the allegation. I do find it ironic that his side gig is what got him in trouble. The sexual assault allegation came from his side gig at Whole Foods. So if he did not have that side job, he may still have his primary job. Uh, but the money, let's be very clear about this. It was about money, money. When you look at all of the hours, all of the overtime, and all of the confirmed hours he worked, it was about amassing, amassing as much money as possible. And he did, and he did it for a long time. This investigation is what landed him in trouble and started the genesis of what was required to uncover what he was doing. And I'm going to say this also because they're going to throw him under the bus. Uh, I don't believe they were unaware that he worked at Whole Foods. I don't believe that at all. Now, typically there's a culture that says we will wink and nod at the fact that you do work at Whole Foods. We will wink and nod at the fact that you did not file the proper paperwork. But hey, you're a union boss. So we scratch your back, you scratch out. See how that works? Sharing thoughts here. Well, side gig, he called it, Dr. Richie, side gig, side piece. Whole Foods mm -hmm. was a side piece. They both get you in trouble, okay? Yeah, that's he was right. double dippy, <laughs> stolen funds. And then there's this nasty allegation, okay, misdemeanor sexual. I don't know what it is, but apparently he has a fetish for more than organic food. And yeah. he ought to get everything coming his way and no more protection. There you go. All right, we will update as it develops. A man walks into a synagogue, a holy place, place where people go to express their faith and decides to start shooting. Here's a video. Now, if you notice, the individual just walking in, he's standing there. People will not react the way you think they should. You will see this in just a moment. There seems to be strange movement, but nothing to alarm anyone there. And as people inside of the synagogue, are simply talking to each other, this happens. Look at that, look at that. 
Now, no one flinched. I mean, no one started running. As a matter of fact, the elderly gentleman who was walking toward him kept walking toward him. Let's go ahead and put up the screenshot to show you how insane this was. San Francisco police have now arrested this man. They arrested him late Friday afternoon in connection with this Wednesday event. He entered a Jewish synagogue, fired several shots. Later, it was determined they were actually blanks. Now, naturally, nobody knew that at the time. Leaders at the Schneerson Synagogue are now calling for the San Francisco DA to file hate crime charges against the 51-year-old Dimitri Mission, the man who was arrested. The Senate caters largely to Russian-speaking Jews, so leaders and congregants found it very telling uh, that he walked in speaking Russian. Um, Alan Shinukov, the junior rabbi at the center said, and I quote, we want hate crime charges, and I agree with them. When they actually charge him officially, we hope that is what he is on trial for. And that is what he is accused of. The rabbi says he has been made aware of anti-Semitic social media posts on this person's account. The rabbi also says this individual posted a video of him lighting something on fire outside of their synagogue a week before he walked in with a gun and fired blank rounds. The rabbi says he has seen other anti-Semitic items posted on his Twitter. His Twitter account has Nazi propaganda, he said. Um, So the individual has not formally been charged yet. Uh, Let's go to the DA, San Fran DA, all right? That is Brooke Jenkins. The office says a decision will be made today on charges. We are awaiting that conclusive decision. Police and FBI shared that this individual is in connection with another incident that happened last Tuesday evening. There it is, going around committing havoc. He entered a theater on the 3600 block of Balboa Street, brandishing a handgun before fleeing the scene, okay? Uh, It is worth noting that the Jewish center he went in is located on the 2600 block of Balboa Street. Um, Culture of hate, culture of hate, let's talk about it. Let's be sober about it. There are some people who really believe that individuals should experience this kind of racism, that somehow it's okay, it is not. Dr. King put it best, when he talked about how light can only stop darkness. He contextualized it a particular way. He talked about how love is the only thing that can overpower hate. 
When you add darkness to darkness or hate to hate, it only creates a bigger problem. You have to be a contrast. And let us not lose our moral and intellectual integrity when it comes to matters like this. Because the reality is, we're all in this together. And I cannot become the same evil that I seek to destroy. All right, sharing thoughts here. Boy, Dr. King, just <laughs> it's amazing, such a short life. And yeah. he just encapsulated so much. He knew so much and it applies today. I've gone back and forth about hate crimes and whether it really matters. Just apply the law. If you would just apply the law, but then again, they're there because the law's not really applied equally, fairly. And so you're right, shine a light on all of it. And make that decision quickly because I think even circumstantially here, Dr. Ritchie, it applies. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, we got more on the other side. Indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Uh, Let me remind everybody about spin the wheel, okay? Spin the wheel. Now is a great time to become a member because when you sign up for annual membership, you get to spin the wheel to win up to $100 in prizes. Check it out, tyt.com forward slash spin. When you join as an annual member, you'll get to spin the wheel to win awesome prizes like Canvas 2024 tees, $100 gift card to Blue Apron and much more. Check it out and sign up at tyt.com forward slash spin or scan the QR code to get started. All right, a lot of comments, let's get to it. I am Sock says, uh, let's see if this cop declared Whole Foods on his income taxes. All right, that's another charge, look at you, all right? Good thinking there. Uh, Hernie Weber, wow, Moonlight has gotten profitable. <laughs> it has obviously. Gabby Math is member for eight months. Thank you for that. Gabby says, why are we as Jews always being attacked? I lost half of my family in the Holocaust. It's the dynamic of evil. People who are not who are not comfortable with themselves. Individuals who do not want the rules to be fair because they don't believe in themselves. They need the rules to be unfair to succeed in their mind. So fairness will always be met with bigotry for individuals who think like that. That's part of it, okay? All right, uh, natural born Keeler, member for seven months, thank you so much. Keep on the good work, doctor. Much love from Germany to the whole crew and much love back to you. Thank you so much for tuning in and being supportive. All right, one of the saddest stories you will ever hear, a family died over an iPhone, teenagers basically set a house on fire and they set the wrong one on fire at that. Put up the picture full mass, Colorado teen pleaded guilty in his role in setting a family's home on fire after mistakenly targeting that home in a revenge plot over a stolen iPhone. Dylan 
Seibert, who is not pictured here because of age, pleaded guilty to his murder charge after accepting a plea deal with prosecutors. This individual alongside Kevin Bowie on the left 18 and Gavin Seymour on the right 18 as well, were all charged in connection to the house fire in a Denver, Colorado suburb. The fire occurred on August 5th, 2020. August 5th, 2020, when Bowie, Seymour and Seibert wanted to get revenge against the people they believed stole Bowie's cell phone in a robbery. Police say the accused teens used an app to track the phone and Google searches to pinpoint the home of the family of immigrants, but they targeted the wrong home. The teens told investigators they did not know who lived in the home and only learned the identities of the victims after the fire. Well, here's the family. That's who they killed. The fire took the lives of Bayi's wife, Hassan Diol, 25. The infant daughter, Hawa, as well as Hassan's brother, Jibril Diol, 29. His wife, Arja Diol, 23. And their daughter, Khadija Diol. Two years of age. Seventeen-year-old Dylan was sentenced to ten years in prison on Wednesday in Denver court for his role in the deaths of that entire family, those family members. He will also face a suspended sentence of 26 years if he violates the terms of that sentence. He was also sentenced separately Wednesday in juvenile court to serve three years in the Division of Youth Services. Bowie and Seymour's cases are still pending and they are facing first degree murder, attempted murder, arson, burglary charges. A whole family. There's a lot I can say. The reality is this family should be alive. And yeah, it it's ironic in a very perverted way that they were trying to kill another family and ended up killing this one. Now we'll say this, this kind of reckless disregard, this Lack of value, but life itself is learned. It is learned. There is a significant disconnect between the humanity of who they are and the humanity that currently exists. Over an iPhone, who taught you that was valuable? Who taught you that meant something? An iPhone. All right, sharing thoughts here. Yeah, when you first started telling the story, I my mind was going towards 
kids, dumb, teenagers. It's just rite of passage stuff. And then you put up the picture of that beautiful family that is no more. And it's that last part, Dr. Ritchie. Every day we have to reinforce what matters to children, to everyone. Yeah, all right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Always good to be with you. Let me read a couple of comments. Uh, Mo Fury says, what level of ego do you have to achieve in order to rationalize that the lives and home of a family is worth less than your damn phone? Yeah, Uh, let's go to Twitch. Um, Viscountess underscore Silva, I think I said that right. Who the hell burns down a home in return for a stolen phone? Exactly. All right. Remember the horrific, the horrific situation that happened to the young Amir Locke. Remember that. Um, Amir Locke's family is seeking justice after a year. Let me go to the video, remind you. We covered this when it initially happened. If you recall, no knock warrants had been banned according to the mayor at this time. If you recall, Amir Locke was not the target of their investigation, nor was he listed as a person of interest at all. They go in, he is startled. Now, let me give you the background. Put up the picture for a mask, thank you. Amir Locke, not on the warrant. He was killed within seconds of cops entering. The officer who killed Locke, Mark Hanneman, asserts he felt threatened by the victim and only acted in self-defense. Locke, who legally possessed the gun, was a DoorDash delivery driver and aspiring entertainer with no criminal record whatsoever. The prosecution decided not to file criminal charges against the cop. Big mistake, it's the wrong decision. One year after that fatal shooting, his parents, Karen Wells and Andre Locke, have filed a federal civil lawsuit against the officer, the city and other members of the SWAT team present at the time of this killing. Let's put them up, attorneys Ben Crump, Antonio Romanucci and Jeff Storms have now taken the case. They named the city of Minneapolis, and officers connected to the event, including the cop 
as defendants in the complaint, claiming his client's son was deprived of his civil rights under the fourth and 14th amendment. The family and attorneys are asking for the city to invest in the proper training and supervising of his officers. Um, let's go to attorney Jeff Storms on no knock warrants. The city of Minneapolis knows that no knock warrants are dangerous. And they knew that before Amir was killed. If you look at the statistics that were from Minneapolis itself, in the four months preceding Amir's death, not a single no knock warrant was executed on the home of a non Hispanic white person. Almost all of them were in black homes. And why does that matter? Now, I'm going to say this when we first covered the story last year, when it happened, remember the mayor, the mayor said no knock warrants were now banned. It was on his damn campaign website when this shooting happened. He said they were banned. When we called the mayor out about this, all of a sudden it was some multi-jurisdictional operation. Sir, is that the city you are elected to lead or not? If it is, I'll be damned if another police agency can override the authority of the good people of my community. You allowed them to do that, Buck still stopped with you. Sharon thoughts here. He's not strong enough to be mayor, he's weak. And that's why they do what they want to do, whether he allows it or they just run buckshot over him. It is simply ridiculous at this point. And let me say this, there's there's not enough men, okay? You have Mr. Crump and Mr. Ramanucci who are spread so thin and doing the work that needs to be done. I hope there's a record settlement. It won't even go to trial, there won't be a trial. Hope there's a record settlement, Dr. Ritchie, and that each taxpayer in Minneapolis gets a bill, a supplemental yeah. bill. You know how you get a supplemental tax mm -hmm. bill? Because then maybe people will stand up and not lose their attention. Yeah. Maybe then they'll say, wow, what, what is this? It's, it's your share. It's what you're gonna have to pay for this rogue, this rogue killer action. You make a compelling point. Some organization should literally send a mailer to every citizen in local community communities and say, this is how much of your taxpayer money went to covering up crimes for police and paying off debt that they created through their corruption. Amen. Twelve-year-old child unarmed shot because of a police raid. Well, now there's a $12 million settlement. Let me give you the background to this extreme story. Let's put up the picture full mass here, all right? The Richton Park Police Department will now pay $12 million to settle a lawsuit alleging one of his officers wrongfully shot a mere warship, a then 12 year old child during a raid of his home in Illinois. This took place in 2019. Amir, um, 16, is permanently disabled after being shot in his knee during the raid. You heard me right. As part of the settlement, 
the officer in Richmond Park publicly apologized to Amir, who is now a high school junior and is expected to need multiple knee replacements during his entire lifetime. Officer Kali Blood, who remains an officer for the Richmond Park Police, claimed the gun was defective and accidentally went off, striking Amir in the right knee. Let's put up a picture of the mother. Amir's mother, her name is Crystal. Crystal said, and I quote, I accept his apology, but he was reckless that day. There's a lot of healing we have to do. The family has since moved to Texas. But the family and their attorney said it is not enough. Officer Blood should be fired, the attorney says. He told reporters this on Wednesday, not only has he not been fired, but Officer Blood has not even been disciplined in any form or fashion for shooting a 12 year old boy. Hofield said three prior investigations into the shooting were inadequate and called for the Cook County State's Attorney's Office to reopen the investigation into the officer. I'm going to give you some background um, to this raid that took place in 2019. Um, Amir was in fact shot. Amir was shot before dawn on May 26, 2019, after officers entered the home of Crystal Worship and exploded flash bang grenades. The officers were part of the South Suburban Emergency Response Team. They were looking for Crystal Worship's boyfriend who was arrested and charged with drug possession. The charges were actually later completely dropped. During the raid, officers handcuffed the 13 year old son and one officer pointed a rifle at Amir, according to the lawsuit. Amir was sitting on his bed and complying with the officer's commands when the officer's gun went off, according to them. Amir testified, the officer was adjusting the rifle when it fired. The officer had been pointing the gun at Amir's chest. But Amir leaned back to put his shoes on, so he was shot in his knee instead. Amir has undergone five surgeries and suffers from PTSD. The officer remains on active duty with the Richmond Police Department, but recently requested to be placed on desk duty. The officer was dismissed from the South Suburban Emergency Response Team in September 2020 for committing multiple violations of firearm safety. Now, let me say this. The officer was well aware that doing that kind of action could lead to a person being injured or killed, okay? I want you to follow me on this. The George Floyd Policing Act would have lowered the standard from willful criminal conduct or what we call mens rea, meaning the intent to actually commit a crime. It would have lowered that standard to basically a negligent standard to be applicable in the right situation. If you are grossly negligent and it leads to the injury or death of an individual and you either knew or should have known better than what you did, you could be charged with a crime. Now that's the standard that you and I already have. If you're cleaning a gun 
or fiddling with a gun in front of a 12 year old child and that gun is pointed at the child and you shoot the child, it doesn't matter that it was a mistake. Not for us, not for citizens, but for the police. A trained person, a trained individual with a firearm does not have the same level of accountability as the untrained. Does that make any sense to anyone? So he avoids a criminal prosecution because of judicial doctrine that says, "Oh well, the police, they have to really, really be wanting to commit a crime for them to be punished. Which really means you have to really be able to prove that this was intentional rather than a mistake. But if somebody who did not have a badge did it, that element is not required. All right, Washington thoughts here. You know, it's interesting. <clears throat> you always hear gun people say, uh, guns don't kill people, people kill people. But I guess in this case, this guy is saying, I didn't do it, the gun just did it right. on its own. It's, it's quite hilarious how uh, that logic works. And yes, yeah, back to what you were saying about this general lack of accountability, just the idea that, you know, the people that we should be holding to the highest of standards gets held to a lower standard as far as public safety is concerned than the average citizen. That seems to be, you know, what what people from our neighborhoods would call ass backwards. Yep. Dr. Richie, like these guys should be held to the highest of scrutiny. It makes me think that the powers that be feel like cops can't cop unless they feel, you know, invincible. Unless they feel like they can be as reckless and as sloppy as they wanna be. Um, that seems to be the attitude that these guys don't have the competence, they don't have the focus, they don't have the care and empathy more importantly uh, to do their jobs any other way. Because if they're held to a standard um, befitting of the responsibility that we hand to them as citizens, uh, then they apparently can't do the job. Yeah, what these rules have done, dear brother, is it has created an attraction for individuals who are willing to work in an industry that will protect corruption. That's what is happening. You have people attracted to the job for all the wrong reasons now due to those rules that have protected people throughout the industry of policing since day one. All right, nine year old genius. Yes, nine year old genius and I am here Let's put up his picture full mass. Very proud of this young man. Nine year old David Bulligan from Bucks County, Pennsylvania, has earned his high school diploma and is now on the hunt for colleges. David started school shortly before COVID 19 pandemic, went across the country in early 2020, and finished with over a 4.0 GPA less than three years later. David, who lives in Bensalem with his family, completed his high school classes online at the Harrisburg-based Reach Cyber Charter School, where he got to focus on STEM subjects, his family told Insider. Now, what does he want to do? Of course, he wants to be an astrophysicist. <laughs> what else would he want to do? He's a genius, studying black holes and supernovas, WGAL and NBC. News TV affiliate in Pennsylvania first reported this story. The outlet also noted that David is a member 
of the exclusive High IQ Society Mensa. Uh, let's put up a picture of the happy family, all right? Now, it was really interesting because one of the parents said during the interview, uh, you know, it's kind of tough raising a nine year old who understands things way beyond his years. It's kind of tough, all right? And I can imagine. Since high school, David has done community college classes. His parents told Insider they are now looking for the right college where David can continue his studies. The family is considering Princeton University, the University of Pennsylvania, or how about Harvard? Henry and Ronya. Those are the parents. They own an outpatient psychiatric clinic together. They have multiple advanced degrees between the two of them. But here's what I love about this story. It's not really just a story about academic prowess or intellect or capacity to be smart. It's a story about humanity. I mean, this kid is a really decent individual and he has values. I encourage you to look at the full breakdown. That is what will make him effective. As I say often to my college students, nobody cares how smart you are if they don't like you. Sharon, thoughts? Well, I haven't heard that one before. Uh, Maybe I need to audit your class. I love David and the whole family is a family who loves to learn. I mean, it was just beaming with pride and I am proud of him. And it reminds me the astrophysicist, the love of learning. Um, I think he'll have an opportunity to get a degree from, I think he said, maybe UPenn, Harvard, Princeton, he'll do all of it. He'll never stop learning. He reminds me of you, Dr. Ritchie, and I would love it one day if you have time. I'd love to see a nine-year-old Dr. Ritchie, Uh, how it all began. Share the picture, share how it began. Somebody's gonna end up finding one now, Sharon, you put it in the universe. Why (laughs) would you do that to me? All right, always a pleasure, dear sister, having you on the program. Tell people they can follow you and check out your great work. Well, the pleasure's on mine. I just love being in your presence. And I learn every day too. At Sharon Reed Live across all social media platforms. I appreciate you so much. Truth is indisputable. I love it when you say that. That's right. There you go. She she already took the line. I can't say it. Sorry. (laughs) But I can't help it. Each time it gives me chills. We appreciate you, Sharon, so much. All right. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.